Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Snooky to his Wow, Michael Howard. Dude, did you see this coming back? I know. I'm, GTL, I'm baby. kind of excited, but then I also think like, fuck, did I really watch that show? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to tell myself that I only watched it because Odad was obsessed with it and made me watch it, but that's not true. I loved Vinny. And it was kind of amazing. Like, I don't watch any reality television. That's literally one of the only reality shows I've ever watched. And even Rachel liked it, and she doesn't like anything stupid. Yeah. I think it was just, it was different enough, and like the people were charming enough and re- absurd enough, importantly, <laughs> like that it just like was so far outside of like who I'd ever met in my entire life. It was so compelling. Yeah. It, it really, and like, it's, and despite. Despite being literal aliens dropped on, you know, the New Jersey shore, like, a lot of them were just, like, sweet people, like, just doing very dumb things. Yeah, they actually, yeah, they didn't, they weren't, they weren't terrible people, which helped. And, well, what was odd was that people wrapped in the shell of terrible people. Right. And, like, only Vinny was Italian. Right. Out of the six of them, or seven of them. Close enough. Whatever. Yeah. Oh man, well that's exciting. I'm glad that we got to talk about that. Cause mm-hmm. Michael, it's, it's episode triple X. Yes, it is. Dirty 30. I can't believe it. Yeah. We did it, buddy. Yeah, we made it. Mm-hmm. We made it. We're now triple X. <laughs> so Michael, how, how's your uh, week been? I know you started a new job. You got back from vacation. What are you up to? Oh man, you know, I'm just, uh, just living the dream. Yeah. How about you? I heard uh, you had some exciting stuff happen since our last episode. Yeah, two big things. Um, So, one, uh, you know, just really inspired by the birthday of one of our nation's finest streets. Um, I did two things last week since we last talked. I ate a can of Spam and then sat on my own balls by accident. (laughs) Uh, Guess which one was worse? But you you literally sat on your own balls. Yeah, it was a weird situation. I was getting in my car and like things were trapped oddly and just boop right on those balls. Hmm. Didn't feel I'm good. I'm gonna guess that the I'm gonna guess that the spam was worse because I, I've heard I've heard tale about Give the man your, a prize. Uh, yeah. Give it I vomited after I ate it. When was the last it, time you vomited not from alcohol kush? Um it's been a minute. Yeah. I've got a pretty hearty constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh this thing fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like almost instantly, and one, I did, from your prompting, I did eat a bite unfried. Uh, this shit smelled like cat food, tasted like cat food. Even when fried, the middle of it was still, like, mealy and mushy. Um, oh, God. And it instantly made me very ill. Are you sure you didn't just get a bad can? Um, I mean, all accounts pointed to a, a very good can, just a very because, good can. Because, I mean, once again, you have a very strong constitution. Mm-hmm. You told me last night, while we were recording Longest Days of Our Lives, that you ate nothing but sausage for, like, the past, like, four days. My diet is, at this point, this dumb keto diet, like, it's just easy to, like, get a whole lot of protein and fat by ingesting sausage. So, like... Mm-hmm. I'd say 70% of my meals are just, like, kielbasa at this point. Um, and this can of Spam threw me for a real loop. Right, so, like, my you. first thought when you when you said you ate a whole can, I right. was like, well, first of all, there's got to be at least, like, four servings in a can of Spam. Yes, yeah, six, actually. Okay. Um, but, so again, like, okay, it's, it's, it's 42 it's, grams of protein, which is what I 
needed for my dinner. Yes, but it's a it's a can of what what I might call near meat. It's a can of boiled cat assholes, um, just all mushed together. <laughs> like, yeah, for the, sure. The salt and there's got to be preservatives in there. Like y- you shouldn't have done that. But no, I'm, hey, I'm kind of happy it did. So we have like a good thirty seconds of material. Yeah, I did it so you don't have to. Well, thank and it you. also I kind that. of kind of sets me up for my next story. <laughs> okay, which I really enjoy. Um, so. It has me, you know, obviously it has me considering just going vegan because I don't ever want to <laughs> really touch that meat again in particular. Uh, but really a- any meat now kind of is distasteful to me. Um, Michael, we've talked about vegan restaurants before on this show. Not yeah. necessarily vegan restaurants, but well, a vegan strip club, but that also has a restaurant a, that has a very good restaurant attached to it. You know, I went to a vegan restaurant for the first time. Um, Maybe like a couple of years ago, because there's a really good one in Chicago. Really, fucking delicious. Um, that's cool. Yeah, no, I've had uh, I've been to two vegan restaurants. One was great. One served me somehow ice cold and boiling hot broccoli <laughs> in the same dish. I'm not really sure how it happened. <laughs> they just flash fried the outside of it with the surface of the sun, but mm-hmm. then the inside was still cold. They missed a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, it was individual pieces. Some were oh. ice cold. Some were like. Uh, nuclear hot. Oh, well, that's the special uh, fire and ice broccoli. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, so now that I'm I'm really getting into that vegan lifestyle, you know how I do. Um, can I read you a review from a Memphis vegan cafe called Imagine? I'm going to let you do that, but first of all, I'd like to say that if you live in Memphis... You should eat nothing but barbecue. You ribs. should eat barbecue. You should be a barbecuing. Like, you yeah. shouldn't eat nothing but barbecue, regardless of whether it's meat or not. And I'm pretty sure you legally have to crush laced potato chips on top of whatever you eat, because that's what Elvis did. <laughs> and peanut butter and bananas and whatnot. Yeah. So, Michael, this is from Chelsea Bartley, who visited Imagine, a Memphis vegan cafe. Okay. Two stars. That's important. On the real, I eat here all the time. I still probably will, because I like to go out, and there are a few options available to me. But, y'all, Listen. During my visit, a bare butt naked baby was running around, stood up on a table with <laughs> with its feet black, they're so dirty feet, and bent over to show me its butthole. I wish I was exaggerate, exaggerating. This is like while I'm eating and it's the owner's kids. An older kid came over and started like yodeling and staring at me during my meal. I was so uncomfortable. Like, I get it's a family establishment and kids do weird things, but naked baby was running around for like 15 minutes while all the workers started and are just standing to the side talking and laughing over it. And as for my food, I can heat up a tofurkey sausage just as well and in under half the time. (laughs) That is a scathing review to get two stars. Two stars. Okay, here's the thing. I am more upset about the older child yodeling and staring at me than I am about a naked baby. Mm-hmm. Because babies really, I mean, they're supposed to be naked. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's a one-year-old baby. Like, if um, I was a baby, I, I don't want a diaper on me. I just want to be naked. Yeah, I'd rather, I mean, I, yeah, I'd rather be showing people my butthole nonstop, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that problem. And maybe he uh, just discovered it, and he's like, hey, look what I found. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, how do you think... The restaurant owners responded to this particular... Do uh, you think they were like, oh, man, sorry, beans, we, we beefed it? Well, considering that vegans are self-righteous assholes a lot of times, um, and restaurateurs tend to be up their own asses even more, I'm going to assume that they did not respond very kindly. Uh, before I get into their response, here's a response to 
on, on the Imagine Facebook page about this uh, from Kara Long. I was there just two weeks ago, and the same same child ran naked for at least 20 minutes before- Well, an, at least it's a, the same baby. It's not right. multiple babies. Before an adult did something. After the child defecated on the floor, <laughs> and, a and an adult actually stepped in it, this establishment is disgusting and should have Child Protective Services step in and investigate. Okay, you know how you're not allowed to bring animals into establishments that, that cook and serve food? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that- it should also be against the law to allow babies to defecate on the floor. And, like, show the customers their buttholes. Yes. Well, um, I mean, if you're going to show the butthole, I mean, that's one thing. But then to actually show how it also operates is another thing. <laughs> show it in action. <laughs> um, yeah, so here's a bit of the response um, from Imagine Vegan Cafe. Y'all, I'm about to start calling out names and pictures of people who leave us bad reviews, especially when it deals with our children. You will no longer be to, no longer be allowed to come and dine at Imagine, especially when you lie about our babies. We do not need or want your business. Be our guest to go and eat at the other vegan restaurants down the street. This is going to be fun. Four exclamation marks. You've thoroughly irritated Mama Bear. Nine exclamation points. We're starting with Chelsea Bartley. For anyone who reads this and is instantly is scared, this might affect our business. I cannot begin to tell you how much we do not care. Haters are not welcome at Imagine. And then next, uh, to a, someone named Wes. Uh, absolutely, Wes. Buttholes are completely different. If a one-year-old baby was upside down on the table showing everyone their butthole, I don't think that's the biggest problem. I would be wondering why no one grabbed the one-year-old baby off of the table. If she were, in fact, on top of the table, do grown adults just sit around and wait for her to fall? If that were me, I would instantly grab an adult or grab the baby before they fell. This, again, just proves it's drama. To which Wes Youngblood replies... I'm certainly not going to touch someone's naked baby. Too yeah. much of a liability. Jeez, yeah. you just recommended randos grabbing your naked baby <laughs> off a table. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. In this day and age, I'm not talking, touching anybody's child, let alone a naked child. No, absolutely no. not. Um. Yeah, this, it goes into just a massive, like, shit store of just, like, responses to, like, so she's got a five-year-old uh, talking to her, a twenty-one-month-year-old baby. So it's almost two years old, showing its butthole. Um, and oh, that's too old to be going around showing buttholes. Showing buttholes. Um, so here's the here's the stinger on all this. I imagine your, or I understand your point, but if you are uncomfortable with a naked baby, then do not come to our restaurant. Periodically, she will not have a diaper on, and that's life. I mean, on the one hand, um. You know, naked babies showing their buttholes while I'm trying to eat food. But on the other hand, that is true. That is yeah, life. That is life. Sometimes babies just won't Ruin have everything, on, and they're going to show you their butthole. Exactly. So um, this was trending with Butthole Gate on Twitter. <laughs> um, God damn it, Michael! Do you do you want to just imagine in your head? I didn't mean to just imagine what this family looks like. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, they're vegan, so they're skinny. Um, you'd be surprised. Really? <laughs> I've been hitting them beans real hard then, huh? Yeah, you gotta get those beans. <laughs> the dude definitely has a man bun. No, no man bun, shockingly enough. What? Yeah. Oh, I got nothing then. Oh, incoming. Check that slack, playboy. Oh, which one was showing their b-hole? I think it's the one the mom's holding. This might be an old one. Oh, I would say that baby's very young to be walking around showing b-holes. Also, you know what they have? A 96 health rating. Is, is, <laughs> is that out of a thousand? Uh, it must be, because, I mean, buttholes and stuff. Yeah, and pooping, pooping on the floor. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of crazy that 
Um, like, they don't care about this. Like, I mean, I understand, like, not taking negative reviews to heart and, like, you know, if people like our food, they'll come back. But, like, <laughs> if your customers aren't happy with, like, and like a, a small child just talking to them or staring at them creepily and a smaller child like pooping on the floor during their meal. Like, I feel like you should take that one to heart. <laughs> I mean, probably, but I do kind of applaud them just being like, well, fuck this it. is this is what it yeah. is. You don't like it. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. So, I because mean, I, I mean, that's better than just giving a fake apology which is what most places would do they'd be like i'm sorry if you got offended by a yeah. butthole in your eye while you were trying to eat your tofurkey yeah um but they were just like you know what let's let's lean into this and you know what i bet there's going to be some people who are just like oh yeah i can't believe that they'd be so mean to children i'm gonna go find this vegan place and eat there or i like that these vegan kids are just living naturally and just mm-hmm. really feeling the call of nature yeah i mean i think there's a certain demographic in the vegan community which this might work for but i will say as a a newfound just casual vegan um <laughs> this <laughs> might turn me turn me off to the okay. whole the whole enterprise really just the whole vegan the whole casual vegan lifestyle yeah, it's like okay, if I if I eat meat, eventually I'm gonna walk into a can of spam and eat some cat butt holes. But if I try to go vegan, I'm gonna see some like two year old. Is butt casual just is out. casual vegan like casual sex where like every yeah. once in a while you're not eating meat? Yeah, yeah. You're just <laughs> eh, I every once in a while I have a fling. <laughs> I had a snack earlier today and it neither had meat nor cheese. I, I'm I a ate, casual vegan now. I ate a handful of cashews. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I just, I, I just really appreciate the, uh, the mindset. Michael, do you have any fun stories for me? So, how do you feel about Radiohead? You know, I don't really give a shit about Radiohead. If I'm being very honest with you, yeah, um, I think that's kind of odd for our, I guess, generation and and people like us who who enjoy music. But like. I don't give a shit about Radiohead either. Like, okay, yeah. Creep was cool, but like they apparently hate that song. Yeah. No, it just, yeah, like, oh, we hate our best song. All right, well, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've never really been a, a huge fan. But, like, people that I really respect their music choices like Radiohead a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's no counting for taste. I mean that mostly towards us, so I don't, you know, don't write us letters. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're just one of those bands, like, I don't know, I, I think I was a little too into, like, the alt-rock and, like, slight, like, grunge scene in high school, like, when mm-hmm. Radiohead was bigger, that I just didn't give a shit, so... So did you did you see this this story that went around that apparently Radiohead was doing a, a set at Glassbury Music Festival uh-huh. um, or Glastonbury? Glastonbury, sorry. yeah. Um, and they were apparently doing a tuning their guitars, and people thought it was a new Radiohead song, and, <laughs> yeah. and they started tweeting about it. I mean, and that, I think that's my problem with it. Like, I I can definitely recognize like that they are like exploratory with their music and they do interesting stuff but like if if your dumb fans can like who love you and are you know admittedly probably drunk and or high <laughs> could like confuse tuning guitars as like that hot new track that hot new jam from my good friends at radiohead mm. maybe you're not a good band so here's the thing though so rachel told me about this story and i was like yeah okay i can totally see that i'm yeah. not surprised actually because I I have done my Radiohead impressions before where it's just like, mm-hmm. right? 
basically it. Mine is like I get a couple glasses of like crystal glasses of water filled with different heights, and I just kind of do the whole like. <laughs> They're kind I'm of like basically Bjork, Sandra Bullock and was a band. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that that story was fake. Oh, bummer. And they and and their fans did not. Uh, go crazy over there tuning their guitars. Fake news. Because um, I looked it up for this for this show because I was going to talk about it. But then it almost made me realize even more that like Radiohead sucks that I was totally okay with this story being true. Right. I mean, so you and I have run into this a little bit kind of off the air um, since we have both... <laughs> I think for our own amusement, followed a bunch of Flat Earth Society Facebook mm-hmm. pages. Um, Michael, I'm sure you're familiar with Poe's Law. Um, so it's an internet law, much like Godwin's Law, about mentioning Hitler. Poe's Law basically says that when done well, and in the adage, oh of, yes, you can't determine whether it's satire or not. Yeah, without a clear indicator of the yeah. from the author being like, this is satire. It's impossible to create a parody of extreme views because it's mm-hmm. gonna be. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, like it's so it's like, yeah, I want to believe that about Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I want to believe that vegan kids are just going to show their buttholes to everybody because they suck. Um, yeah, like, I don't get satire anymore. Like, I, I just assume everything is at now. So, <laughs> well, I mean, especially being, especially doing this show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we read the most ridiculous shit and, like, we've seen too much. Yeah. Like, and, and, and probably 95% of it turns out to be true. So, you know, it's, it is hard to discern when it's a, when it's a parody, but like at the same time, like, when you get to a parody, like, what could, what story could come out about Donald J. Trump, Donald Jehoshaphat Trump, that would come out that you would be like, no, that's definitely false. Not like, oh, I'm going to look into this more. Like, that is 100% unequivocally false. Um, Like, just like an earnest story about how he actually, like, uh, became a born-again Christian. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, I mean, there was a video over the weekend of, like, Trump picking up a Marine's hat from, like, Marine One, and it's like, this is the video liberals won't want you to see. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like, he's a, it's not a terrible person. Like, he's gonna, like, you know, he tried to do a nice thing for Marine, and you know, it failed. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I wouldn't believe about Trump at this point, just because, like, everything about him and his campaign and his presidency, so, 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 sorry, so far has been absurd. But there's also those moments, like, you know, People on the right assume people on the left won't believe certain things about Trump if they show it or, like, will believe anything. So, like, I'm kind of in that camp. I'm, I try to be a little skeptical. But, yeah, I, there's not much I wouldn't believe. Like, if he punched a dolphin in the face at SeaWorld, I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> so you, br- you brought up the flat earth, people? Yeah. I will say, if people want to, like, really zing this show in particular, like, I feel like we talk a lot about penises and buttholes. Like, mm. All the time. Yep. And that those stories turn out to be true more often than not. Because people true. do dumb things with their penises and buttholes. Um, if someone just wanted people to eventually... People are sexually deviant on a regular basis. Yeah. But, like, someone who built, like, a satire site of, like, butthole stories, like, I'm... At this oh, point... shit. At this point, I believe anything about someone shoving something up their butt or out of their butt through their butt whatever things in, in, butts. in and around their butts yeah, yeah if it was like if it was like weird butts online.com yeah i'm probably getting every story for the rest of the sh- the series the show yeah you and tina there. belcher you and tina belcher yeah but but i believe every word of that site until <laughs> until proven wrong 
I'm going to stick my foot in it yeah. a couple of times. Sorry, Michael. I didn't mean to cut you off about flat. No, it's, it's fine. Uh, have you noticed that the uh, the flat earthers they're in a little bit of a civil war? I would really? say. Really? Do you yes. tell? Uh, apparently, is it over a, the, a lot over of the, f- the more science minded flat earthers? Oh, sure. Uh, are trying to break off into the infinite plane society instead of the flat earth society because uh, flat earth society is a psyop. Uh, that is being perpetrated by uh, Bible thumping, uh, you know, Christians about the and there's there's no dome like they talk about in Flat Earth Christianity. Right. Uh, my, well, Michael, so, sorry, you went to church just as much as I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Did you hear yeah. about that? That dome? That bad I did boy not. Dome? I hadn't I heard nothing about this dome. The firmament. Yeah, that mm. was uh, that was That's one of my. One. So when I learned as a kid in school, really, they, yeah, it wasn't that they they said the Earth was a globe, but that before the flood there was a canopy of water surrounding the planet. Oh, so it was like and it was like was, when they have the nets holding up the balloons before yes. a celebration. Yes, and God pierced the firmament mm. and dropped all that good, good, nasty water right on top of. Noah. And that's what allowed us to go to the moon. Yep, because we could finally get there without having to swim. Mm. So. Okay, so tell me about the Infinite Plane Society. What is that? Well, I <laughs> so, mean, it's it's basically flat Earth, but like instead of there being a firmament and an actual end to the, an ice wall, basically like there's an infinite plane. Okay, um, of the Earth, and like there's there's nowhere to you keep going around, but like you you won't ever get to the end of it. Hmm. I do. So I did Google Infinite Plane Society, and the first hit is a uh, YouTube uh, channel called the Infinite Plane Society and the description is just, the earth is flat. Get over it. <laughs> so, like, I don't un- I don't know who I feel more upset or pity for the quote-unquote science-minded flat earthers who broke off into the Infinite Plane Society or the Christian diehard flat earth members who believe there's a firmament because it's like okay christians believe a lot of crazy shit or yeah. religions in general believe a lot of crazy shit about uh, the world and their founders and whatever else yeah so like i could see them just kind of buying into this flat earth thing to call yourself a science-minded flat earther right hmm. well the thing is like a lot of scientists quote-unquote you know back in the days of yore Believe some pretty dumb shit about the the Earth and you know phys- like everything. That's just, a good point. So I think it's more just like a regressive science minded thing where like for whatever reason people like want to believe certain things about the Earth and its place in the universe, um, despite like massive amounts of proof of otherwise. <laughs> um, two things that I want to touch on. I didn't really realize. I guess it makes sense now that I think about it. I didn't realize that flat earthers believed in the ice wall. Around mm. the the uh, the disc, which yeah. is basically just like a civilization map. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's go, go this like, far and no farther. It's basically like a Game of Thrones. There's yeah. like giants and and wildlings on the other side of the wall. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing I like most about the the Flatter Society and the Infinite Plane Society is that they refer to people who don't believe in a disc world as ball earthers. <laughs> Which ball, I just like. Ball is life, yo. I just like being called a ball earther. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Man, so, I mean, I can't, I'll be very honest, I can't see anyone getting behind the name Infinite Plane Society, because to me it suggests some things that 
just aren't true. <laughs> I mean, are like yes. even like even conceptually for a disc world, just not true. I get what they're saying, but I don't like the name. It's a bad name. Yeah, I mean, and where do you keep all of the alien raptors if there's no hollow Earth right. for them to be inside of? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have it. It could be just a really thick disc. I mean, maybe they're in there, but. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Donut. It's it's more of a donut world, really. <laughs> a donut world? Nah, see that now that's a world I can get into. But that would be like a that would be like a circle, not not a disc. A, it would be more like a yeah, um, true. It'd be more like a Boston cream yeah, yeah, donut it's world. Yeah, it's like a, a jelly donut for sure. Oh shit. The jelly donut Earth Society. Can I read you? A open letter from the Infinite Plane Society to SpaceX. <laughs> I really wish you would because I saw the look on your face as you were reading it. <laughs> okay. Just know that when I emphasize a word, it's in all caps. Okay. Dear SpaceX, we know that you launch blimps, pretend they go to space, and then land them back to Earth. Your stupid magic trick has been exposed. Nothing goes to space ever. We know this now. The Infinite Plane Society. Blimps? Blimps. They shoot They shoot very fast, hard blimps straight up in the air, <laughs> and then they just come back. And that's, that's something, like, what do they think is above the, the flat Earth? Like, the disc? The firmament. Just the firmament. Okay. But even the, even the Infinite Plane Society? Like, what do well, they think? I don't know about the Infinite Plane Society, but yeah. they think the sun is, like, very small. Well, I mean, yeah. And it's not it's, that far away. It's basically just a flashlight. <laughs> Man, that's cool. I like these. Oh, okay. So here it is, Michael. So, okay. So I found a shirt for the Flatter Society. Said, Earth is not a ball, but a flat stationary plane with no edge, no limit, extending infinitely in all directions without end and without boundaries. Which to me is the most bananas thing I've ever heard in my life. Because like, because I can go from Florida to China back to Florida in the same direction. Yeah, but you're just, I mean, I get what they're saying with that one because you're just flying around in a, in a circle. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. But like, um, but if you fly directly over, if you fly in one direction forever, they'll just say you're not flying in one direction forever because you can't because all of the airlines are in on it. Hmm. They would be. They would be because they just want to keep you flying. Michael, can I tell you how uh, Larry King uses Twitter? I have heard I have heard stories about Larry King using Twitter before. So a lot of his tweets are pretty good. Yeah. So he he likes to tweet things with hashtag it's it's my two cents. So mm-hmm. just little Larry thoughts. He's at, at King's things on Twitter, <laughs> which is like pretty adorable. That's a that's a great. It Twitter sounds handle. like an old man public access radio show. And you just like, King's things, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from June 28th. Uh, aren't we due for a Bruce Willis film? It's my two cents. Oh, I mean, he makes a good point. The last Bruce Willis film that I can remember was, was Die Hard 5. Yeah, Die Hard, Die Hard with a view. With a, with a with, a, with a view to a kill. <laughs> no, it was with uh, that Jai, Jay something or other. His was it not son. Shia LaBeouf? No, you're thinking Indiana Jones 5. Mm. Also a very bad film. Yeah. Um, I love nachos, dot, dot, dot. It's my two cents. Do you want to know how those tweets were sent, Michael? <laughs> Please tell me. When Larry King wants to tweet, he doesn't log on to the internet. He pops open the flip phone stored in the shirt pocket between his suspender straps and calls the number for a voicemail set up specifically for this purpose. Then he dictates a thought 
that will be pe- picked up by an assistant and transcribed onto his King's Things Twitter account. And nearly 2.6 million followers are there to receive it. So there I've been someone, thinking about this nonstop for a week. There's someone whose sole job is to check a special voicemail that is set up for Larry King and then type out his... His they have they have to th- they have to listen to the rambling thoughts of a ninety something year old man and somehow just, fit them into one hundred forty characters. Yeah, just like they just have to hear his random like shower literal shower thoughts. I'm sure, although not really because I guess he has to pull it out of his shirt pocket. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this man just pays someone to listen to his voicemail thoughts and then transcribe them to Twitter. You know, it's not actually a bad idea though because. How many people have gotten in trouble because they can just fire off a, a tweet when they're angry or drunk or whatever? I mean, imagine if Donald Trump had to do this. If, like, if he didn't have his phone and someone actually had to, one, listen to his dumb words <laughs> and then make them into, like, somewhat, like, readable tweets, they'd be better, first of all. Isn't that just Sean Spicer's job? And now Sarah Huckabee, Huckabee Sanders? Sanders? Yeah, I well, mean, isn't not- that what they do? They just, like, he tweets something, and then they read it, and then have to turn it into something that doesn't sound like a fucking crazy person. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Here are two <laughs> tweets from the last week that I, I just, I'm I'm so just keen on. Um, hashtag, it's my two cents will return on Sunday. Been busy traveling, have had trouble penning some thoughts. We'll make sure to prep some for Sunday. <laughs> and then next... I can't help but see hashtag Trump and hashtag hashtag Putin's meeting this week as a fight for the heavyweight bragging championship of the world, which is a pretty hot take from Larry King. That's a, that's a very, very hot take. Yeah. I, I like the thought of this, though, because, like, my parents can't use social media. Like, I, my mom has an account on Facebook. That's it. They can barely text. But I feel like they'd be way more willing to just, like, share their dumb thoughts if they could just, like, tell it to a robot or a poorly paid intern and have that just you know, write a tweet for them. So basically the business would be a teletype. Right. (laughs) That just transcribes what somebody calls and leaves a voicemail for. Yeah. It'd be like ring, ring. Oh, it's Mike's dad. And he's like, why can't I say Oriental? And then, uh, (laughs) and then he hangs up and then they tweet that from my dad. You know what? That's and then then I tweet at him like you can't you can't just say it you you can't you can't even in a tweet you already said it yeah and then he'll just never see that tweet again because he doesn't know how to log into Twitter. That's true. Like he doesn't get to read any reply. Does he like? Do they call and tell him what the replies are? Now that's a service. That's interesting. And and they would have to call him because he cannot text and rarely checks his email. Right. And and you could say like the service could be like, okay, I I do want to know what some of the bad ones are, but like you have to pare it down so it's like a four to one ratio, good to bad. Yeah, and I I really like this thought because normally Twitter is like a very synchronous conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like you know you someone says something, you freak out and you get back on it. I like the situation where my dad can say something vaguely racist and then, uh, you know, not understand why it was bad. And then someone tweets at him like, hey, old man, that's wrong. And then maybe a day later, he gets a phone call like, <laughs> oh, uh, at, at King's thing said this to you on Twitter. And then my dad has to call, leave a voicemail, have a reply to that person transcribed. So like maybe two days later now we're talking. My dad's like, hey, I'm old. I'll say what I want. Fuck you. And then they reply immediately, and then the cycle begins anew. But then I like you're, this. You're assuming, you're assuming that old people have, like, 
two day long memories of what they said that was racist. That's a great point. My dad would not remember because he would, pretty but much, he would lash out angrily for no reason. Though. If they're willing to pick up a phone and say something racist, they're probably thinking racist things nonstop. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they can't help it though. It's in their it's in their DNA yeah. at this point. Your dad would be would call and be like. I don't understand why I can't walk around with just a shirt that barely covers my dick. <laughs> Listen, I don't know why I can't show my butthole at a vegan restaurant. Sorry. Where, whose body did I put in that pool? Oh, man. Too many to count. Here, let's rewind it because we brought this up. How old is too old to be naked and showing your butthole in a vegan restaurant? <laughs> um, It's definitely below the age where I think I could beat up everyone from that age you're right is it if you can talk like if you can like form a sentence you're you can't show butthole that yeah if you can say the phrase hey look at my butthole right um but if you say look butthole then i think it's still okay still pretty close that's not a full sentence okay yeah fair enough yeah hmm well, hey kush have you played the game cards against humanity i, have. I know you have so don't lie We've I played it with you. We've talked you, about it on this. You this, son of a bitch! Don't lie to me. We've talked about it on this very <laughs> internet radio program. <laughs> so you know how Cards Against Humanity just likes to just fuck with people, yeah, and and just you know ruin everything all the time. Yeah, that's what they do. Max well, Temkin, I believe his name is the founder of the company. Apparently, they're coming out with a Disney themed card deck. Oh no! Yes. No. Yeah. Just in case your your childhood wasn't completely destroyed by now. Oh, wowzer, Bowser. No, I don't like that at all. I really do like it and I really want to play. I have there's a couple sample cards here and I'm pretty excited about it. But okay, is one of them going to be like Balto's Red Rocket or some shit? Uh, how about Vaginal Burns from Lumiere? <laughs> <laughs> Quasimodo's Private Time with His Balls? Or bells. Okay. Sorry. Bells. Bells. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do think Balto's Red Rocket deserves a little credit. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I yeah, I, that, uh. that, that has to be one. And if it's not, you should definitely write them and tell them. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, so I, I, I searched to make sure that Balto was actually a Disney movie. And I just have a headline from BuzzFeed that says, uh, Balto is actually extremely inappropriate for children. <laughs> Uh, mostly because he did everything he did uh, as a heroic, you know, wolf-dog hybrid just to fuck a lady dog. <laughs> but, like, that's that's animal instinct. Yeah. Kids need to know about this. You know? Yeah. Man, okay, well, I mean, I definitely want to play di that Disney. Because, like, my whole childhood was Disney. That was, like, the only vacations we ever took because it was an hour and a half up the road. Right. And, and like, I only went to Disney on vacation. So, like, it's got a soft spot in my heart. Yeah, well, I, I want to see Lion it King? Yeah, I want to see it torn down piece by piece <laughs> in well, Cards Against uh, Humanity. I, I used to listen to the to the soundtrack for uh, Aladdin. Yeah. Because it was amazing. Yeah, that's I great. can show you the world. Sing it. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Splendor, you fool. Whatever. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Michael, I can't wait to play that game with you. Um, hmm. There's a story sent in by our Shanghai Cub reporter, uh, Jen. Michael, here's a, uh, a headline for you. After shoving 15 needles up his pee hole over past year, man finally forced to seek medical help. Is he seeking medical help 
because his pee hole has needles in it or because he is determined that he has an issue with shoving well needles? so oh god ha- it hurts it hurts just just saying it so um basically uh he's shoved 12 sewing needles inside of his penis um and he says the the article just says that he was like at once of- or just over time okay uh, but like so- does he leave them there Yes, there's a there's an X-ray of just twelve needles just right just in the middle a, of this man's just pelvis. Just a train of sewing needles. Yes. Uh, so fifty? No, not even a train. They're all like very tightly and oh. like really nicely packed in there. I, like here, I'll, oh. I'll send it to you. But um, it's just like Wait, a brick. Please don't. But also do. Y- yeah, I mean, you don't see any any dongle here. It's mostly just uh fifteen needles just all hanging out together. Um, <laughs> s- some of them have begun to rust. Um, 15 needles removed from his urinary tract. Oh, he got him uh, way up in there. They're, yeah, they're deep up in that dong. Um, and, ah, man, I, mm. it says he was the victim of an extremely undesirable mental disorder. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what would cause me to shove anything in my penis. I've mm. heard of people, uh, you know, eating weird things. Sure. We've talked about that. Yeah. Um, but this is a type of, a different type of ingestion, uh, yeah, it seems a, a, much more dangerous. And a, like, very bad form of ingestion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, usually you, your body can, you know, some people's bodies can break down some of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, your penis is not going to typically break down metal sewing needles. Yeah, here's the thing with the with the pee hole. Um, look, I'm not going to fault anyone for their sexual proclivities but not to yeah not to steal a to like a phrase from another podcast that i really enjoy but we're not gonna yuck any yums on this one <laughs> but yeah. but i feel like the pee hole from a from a health perspective should only evacuate things and not yeah not ingest things you never hear about yeah. good things happening from ingesting things into your pee hole nope nope uh so this man said he only went to the doctor because he uh it was causing him some pain and bleeding while urinating because you know he had 15 needles up in that up in that dick. Um, oh, took about an hour and a half to remove all of them. And uh, the, one of the doctors, Doctor Cow, said there are scholars explaining the scenarios. One of the peculiar sex, similar to sadomasochism and foot fetishes. Patients are looking for excitement through unusual ways. He also added that people who fascinate about peculiar sex should be cautious on safety, as it could cause stricture on the urinary tract. So none of that really makes sense. It's a very poorly written sentence, but. I don't think there's a lot of uh, overlap between foot fetish and sadomasochism and shoving sharp needles up your penis. Like those are those are all in different like realms to me. I mean, shoving a needle up your penis is pretty masochistic, I guess. Yeah, but in like a weird like I mean, not in a weird way, but like in a but I don't like know. a foot fetish, like putting a foot fetish in the same category as that seems rude. Yeah, because like that's <laughs> very just, rude, right? Like you just like feet, like. No one foot fetish has always been a weird thing because it's like, okay, I don't have a foot fetish, but like no one else gives like no one else calls it like, oh, you have a boob fetish. Right. Or like you have a butt fetish or a face fetish. Like the person like they like feet. Or a non a non needle needled dick fetish, you know? Like whatever. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. A foot is a normal object that a person has. A needle in your dick is not a normal object. So those are not compatible it's by definition a foreign object yeah. mm-hmm. yes um so yeah I, yeah i i take issue with them uh lumping in those particular <laughs> fetishes uh together but you know whatever i'm not a doctor this man clearly is so and you know he's the one who spent 
an hour and a half pulling needles out of a man's penis. So he gets um, he gets the last word. Can you imagine though if if somebody was going down on this particular gentleman, and then all of a sudden they just like. It was like they ate a. They were eating a, a whole fish, and they they caught like one of the spare bones. You know, they were like, "Oh God, mm, why you is know, there?" A, mm. So I have a question. <laughs> so back in the day, there was a local radio station in West Palm Beach, uh, uh, like a call and talk show, and they used to do like live events, and like they would have strippers shoot ping pong balls out of their vaginas into the crowd. Um, I, I was, I never witnessed this, uh-huh. but I do wonder if this man saw something along those lines uh-huh. and says, I want a piece of that action. And uh-huh. what if I could create a, some sort of like dick cannon with a needle, like, like a, a covert, nail gun? Yeah. Like a covert, just assassin, like blow gun that no one would ever know about if he could successfully control his ejaculation. What if he was trying to shoot a needle and, into the ceiling? And successfully pull his dick out yeah well no one was noticing yeah so what if he what if he had he wanted just to create like a, a little nail gun just through the force of his ejaculation Kush. but but oops he couldn't and then oops also it felt pretty good so he kept shoving needles up there kush what if we think this is weird but he's just somebody who didn't get the proper training for the dick needle gun mm. and like there are dick needle assassins just prowling out there i'm pretty sure did you ever see that movie wanted with james mcavoy the people with yes. the curved bullets i'm pretty yeah. sure the first draft was people who shoot needles out mm, of their dicks that it's, is yeah it's, I, it's the most secret form of assassination no one will ever know mm. unless they see your dick out and then, yeah that's one of the lesser known james bond sequels mm, the man with dick. the the man with the needle dick it really makes needle dick less of an insult and more of just like a threat yeah <laughs> Oh, I'll show you needle dick. No, no, no. I'll show you needle dick. Yeah. And then just needles right in your eyeballs. And I mean, it, like, it is a pretty slow form of, like, death, I guess. Or, like, you know, if you want to kill someone, like, it takes some work to really... You have to mean it to yeah. needle dick someone to death. <laughs> yeah, because you couldn't, like, do a poison tip dart like you could in a blowgun. Because right. other that would... It would be hard to keep it out of your pee hole, I think. Right. Man, yeah. Or I mean, is like, it like maybe he didn't understand how the needle dick works, and it, it's supposed to be like a single shot Nerf gun, and you shove right. one in there and you shoot it out. Yeah. And he was more, just like, it's no, more like I'm the gonna... Nerf crossbow, and not like the revolver. Exactly. He's like, no, I'm going for the, uh, I'm going for the full mag. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this Glock full of needles. I mean, I mean, maybe he he wanted to build up to like a repeater, and then mm. pull some like sting tantric sex stuff, really build up a a good nut and yeah. then just sh- like just you know nine darts at a time like now how we're talking you f- how would you fire though do you like pull down on your nuts i think you just gotta really focus your your cheek <laughs> pretty hard and just yeah <laughs> pull down on your nuts <laughs> <laughs> like one nut at a time that's how you get the, the back and forth action oh it's so dumb i love it <laughs> Man, mm. hey, uh, we've talked about um, dating apps a couple times. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, I have a new one for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, okay. Um, so this one, it has a really dumb name. 
It's like dating AI or something like that. That is pretty dumb. Um, ah. But it's kind of cool. So what you do is you upload, obviously, your profile picture into uh-huh. it. Well, when somebody else is searching for you, they don't do like a swipe left, swipe right, fill out your your needs and wants and whatever other bullshit you want to other people want to match on. No, they say like, hey, I want someone that looks like Selena Gomez. Weird. And then that uses she's got a child's face on a it weird uses body. facial it's recognition bad. software and it compares all of the profile pictures to pictures of Selena Gomez and it finds the ones who look most like that celebrity that you've chosen. Interesting. Yeah, and I only say Selena Gomez cuz that's the 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 example in the, the thing, example yeah. they use here, but you could use like Khaleesi. You know, maybe you want to maybe you want someone who looks like um uh what's his name? Chris Pine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, set me up with that Chris Pine. Please. Hell yeah. And, and you, yeah. Michael, I need to defend my nerd credit and I have to correct you. Her name is not Khaleesi. Oh, God damn Khaleesi it. Khaleesi is Daenerys a title. Targaryen. Thank you. Khaleesi is a title, not a name. Yeah, okay. But mm-hmm. if I say the queen, you know who the fuck I'm talking about. I don't so have to he- say Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, here's the thing. Um, will my profile not only include my my sweet face that I look like a fatter, dumber Chris, uh, Chris Pratt, <laughs> but also that I will correct you on like pedantic fantasy novel issues? <laughs> No, I'm sure that's something that has to come out uh, uh, naturally you know, when they mention they mention I love Khaleesi's silver hair. I'm like, hey, fuck you. Her name's Daenerys. <laughs> yeah, and then you immediately get kicked off of the site, and yeah, and that's shot it. into the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that sounds cool. I mean, I guess like you know, we all have celebrity crushes, so like you know, if you if your only criteria for meeting a person was like they look like a celebrity I want to fuck. Uh, sure. I guess that's cool. My <laughs> well, issue with this, I mean, is it's that, as good. It's a good as reason as any, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if uh, to start a conversation for sure. Um, I will say one, we've talked about this before. Facial recognition software for me. I don't know if it's my beard or my, my old dumb face. Um, doesn't do well. Like it doesn't like my face. Like whatever. Like I, I've taken like the Microsoft, like very like advanced, like, well, like we can guess your age based on your face. And like, it's getting everyone else a hundred percent correct. And it's, it looks at me and it's like, you're 44. It's like, no, just mm. turned 30. Asshole. Yeah. Fuck you, robot. So what you're saying is like, it would be like, I want someone who looks like Steve Buscemi. And then there comes your face. No. Yeah. It'd be like either <laughs> Steve Buscemi or no joke. I had a former coworker back in Gainesville when I was at the Chamber of Commerce tell me as a compliment that I looked like Ron Perlman. Oh. And I just turned around and I was just like, fuck you. What are I you mean, talking he's, about? He's a great actor, but like I wouldn't use I love as a Ron compliment. For I love Ron Perlman. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy, Hellboy, that's my shit. I don't I don't want to look like Ron Perlman. You don't look anything like Ron Perlman. You're just saying that. <laughs> no, buddy. I like this idea though. I mean, it's it again. It it takes a little bit of the like randomness of just like no, don't like that picture. Like, so if something tells you like, yeah, this person looks like Allison Brie. It's like, all right, well, sure. Well, I mean, Thanks, that's the thing Peter. is like a a lot of people. If you ask like, oh, what you know, what type do you like, or like what what do you like about certain people? They can't necessarily tell you. Oh, it's right. the hair, it's the eyes, it's the whatever. But you can say like, okay, I find. That celebrity attractive and that celebrity attractive, but someone who looks very similar but not quite, I don't really find them attractive. And this just this takes all the guesswork out. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, like so much of like what I find attractive about like certain celebrities isn't necessarily the physical. It also like it ties in everything 
that they do. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, like, uh, shit, sorry. Uh, Anna so Kendrick? Like, no, I was gonna, yeah, I mean, so I was gonna say, like, Kate Blanchett and, like, Charlize Theron look mm. pretty similar. You know, they're both, like, tall, like, gorgeous blonde ladies, but they are very different, and, like, they're, like, Kate Blanchett is, like, timelessly attractive, just like, you know, she's a fucking elf from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Charlie's Theron, she's like, she might kick my ass, and that's pretty cool too. <laughs> you know, yeah, so it's so like, like different. So I don't want just the facial match, because like they're they're attracted for different reasons beyond just what the hell they just, look. It's true. You may be like, I want a celebrity who looks like Brad Pitt, but has the personality of, say, like Ryan Reynolds, but also kind of looks like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, so I would want some like machine learning behind this, where mm-hmm. like if I said, hey, I want to match with someone like Brad Pitt. It also knows that I just want to be with a guy who's going to eat food all the time, <laughs> cheat on me, and probably a little bit emotionally abuse me. You know? <laughs> if I say I want to be with someone like Michelle Rodriguez, I want someone who can beat the shit out of me. Mm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone like that. Who's going to be angry all the time and might punch me. But also, it's all about family. Do you think that Michelle Rodriguez is really like that in real life? I don't think she is. She's, like, really sweet, I bet. I bet she's a real sweetheart. Actually, I've heard that. So um, our friend Kyle here, who lives in Atlanta, um, and he's he's been trying to break into film, he actually met a producer of Fast 8, and I'm pretty sure he, the guy told him that, like, Michelle Rodriguez, like, was a friggin' sweetheart, mm-hmm. and even, like, at the rap party, was, like, wearing a hoodie, and, like, no one could tell who she was, and she was DJing the party. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, so, like, I feel like she's just, like, a low-key, just, like, super sweet person. But, again, the public persona is that... She's going to punch me. Yeah. In a hot in a hot way. Yeah. So, would that be disappointing are. though if you met someone who had a very certain personality and they turned out to be completely different than they were in the movies? Like Yeah, like if if I met Patrick Stewart and realized he couldn't read my mind, I'd be pretty bummed. Yeah. But then he's Patrick Stewart and he's the sweetest man alive, so I'd be okay <laughs> with it. Or if you met um like if Hugh Jackman was a dick, I wouldn't mm. be I wouldn't like that. Yeah. You know? But if you met, like, Jason Statham and he just didn't have any good quips... That's true. Like, that would be pretty disappointing. But, well, he could still punch very hard. So <laughs> but he wouldn't pretty... quip after it. That's true. He would yeah. just punch and then be like, Oi, I punched you. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> po- point me in the direction to punch more. I'm Jason Statham. <laughs> I kind of want Jason Statham... Like, I, I kind of hope Jason Statham just doesn't... He walks around in various characters of his... Like, just one day he's I'm the bank Chef robber. Chelios. Yeah. One day he's just, like, the bank robber from the bank job. Uh, you know, one day he's the guy from the Expendables and just, like, does everything. Like, one day he's just riding around in a motorcycle with, like, a leather beret. But then the I next day... I find it very intriguing that you think that he's playing different characters in his movies. I mean, they're objectively... There are there are wrinkles to his performance. <laughs> for sure. Like, he has different... Like, sure, they're all... They're all We're ball not talking punch- about goddamn Meryl Streep here. No, I'm not saying he's got, like, a ton of range, but he brings something new to every character. I mean, in Snatch, he's not, like, a, a beefy punch boy. Yeah. He's, yeah, like, okay. he's, he's got range. He goes all the way from, like, if we're talking about a color wheel, he goes all the way from purple to possibly a reddish blue. I mean, he can growl and grunt with the best of them. Don't you tell me he can't, okay? But Look, he's, he's got more range than, than Vin Diesel. Yeah, okay, well, that's well, something. So there. Vin Diesel's one of the, the highest paid actors on this this godforsaken planet. So, you know, here we are, bud. Hey, Chris, you want to you wanna hear a, an F My Life? Yeah, Michael, let's close out the show with a, a real good F My Life. Drop one on me. Today I read my 10-year-old sister's diary. 
That's how I found out about her disturbingly detailed plan to murder me, make it look like a suicide, date my boyfriend after helping him get over my death, and then marry him. FML. (laughs) Oh, boy. Kids are fucking crazy. Yeah, and kids got plans. Mm Mm-hmm. Kids got plans. Wow. That's pretty intricate for a 10-year-old. Right. What do you do with that information? Yeah. I mean, like, when I was... Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can do anything. I mean, like, I think all you have to do is, one, not let her know that you read that diary. Oh, fuck no. If she has any indication, she's just going to pivot to a new plan or just be like, hi, it was a joke. And then then definitely pivot, like, to deep cover. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is just, like... Put that diary back like you never found it. And then like slowly but surely build defenses against yourself. Yes. Make sure that 10-year-old can't get at you in your sleep. You know, like put like a, a string of bells in front of your door in the middle of the night. So like if she tries to walk in and stab you in the heart, not going to happen. Broken light bulbs leading up to your bed. Mm-hmm. Crunch up some Christmas ornaments. Whatever yeah. you got to do. Um, and yeah, like that's... one of those hanging paint cans like from Home Alone. Yeah. Man. So, I mean... Right. That's fucked. That's. I mean, since, you know, I was. My sister used to have, like, weird plans of shit she was going to do to, like, her siblings because she was a younger, youngest sibling and, you know, whatever. Uh, some of them were pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, nothing to this level. I never had anyone, like, going to kill and then, like, take over my life as a 10 year old, which I don't even know why a 10 year old would want to do that. I don't know how old this person is either, but dang. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the most disturbing thing is that. Not only were they going to murder her, they were going to make it look like a suicide. Not even like, oh, I'm going to hide the body and it's going to look like she ran away or like. And I don't. What are the kids doing on the Internet these days? I don't know if I knew what suicide was at 10. You know, that's a good point. Like, but like there's like 13 reasons why there's uh, uh, all of YouTube, all of Reddit. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, literally every comment on the Internet is kill yourself. So, I mean, I guess eventually you're going to get to the <laughs> idea of suicide. So, um, exactly. Yeah. But man, yeah, that's really like that. That's a devious mind of a 10 year old. And again, like you can't tell anyone that you know about this. Like as soon as you do, it's it, there's the contingency plan goes into effect and it is accelerated. You'll be dead within the week. If right, yeah, I mean, she's got a, she clearly has a second diary where she has the contingency plan. It's right. like break glass in case of finding out. Right, and th- another possibility to consider, this is a decoy. Mm. If a kid is, if a 10-year-old is, like, sly enough to create a plan, like, possibly effective enough to actually kill your sister, frame her, frame it as a suicide, and then, like, ingratiate her into the boyfriend's life, and then, like, become his new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's smart enough to lay some false trails and some some fake breadcrumbs. So like this is a this is a plot to like like okay now I know your secret plan, idiot. I'm not That's gonna fall into true, that. Because Oops, now you're gonna start acting differently, and I've got you anyway. If you found the diary and were able to get into it and read it, yeah. Without someone with that someone with that detailed of a plan to kill you and take yeah. over your life is not going to just leave the diary out. The real diary would have traps like a poison dick needle trap for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you, you're not getting to the real diary, not without no. some real work. No, it's going to be like an Indiana J- Jones and uh, like Raiders of the Lost Ark type thing. That's some real it's Horcrux a- shit. Yeah. And if you open it up, then you're going to basically see the face of God and your face will melt. Yeah. Oops. That was my plan all along. Dumbass. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're dead now. I'm off to find your boyfriend. <laughs>
<laughs> but like not just date her boyfriend and then like marry him but help him get over the death and the suicide of the which again shows a level of mature like emotional deviousness and right? maturity like well not ma- like almost like sociopathic maturity yes no like, no that you, is yeah. like if at 10 you're already like not just knowing how to fake emotion but to like understanding the need and like how to like comfort someone for the death of someone that you caused yes like that's some like advanced sociopathy for a 10 year old yeah because like 10 year old sociopaths like they don't really show emotion they haven't learned how to fake the emotion the right way they just like kill cats because they don't understand it's bad until they see a reaction like this is i'm freaked out now i don't listen next time i like i I don't care how old this kid is like you know i I don't i don't trust any kid Mm -hmm. i don't trust nobody (laughs) trust nobody i mean this is why you punch children yeah just in case and again because apparently their parents and sisters are not punching them to the correct degree uh i mean maybe this is the problem because like when i was a young man my brother beat me up all the time he sat on my head he farted on me we talked about this Mm -hmm. yep i I didn't have time to consider you know the sociopathic murder of him and stealing his identity in life and then also emotionally ruining his ruining his like significant other because my head was being farted on You were too busy trying to just worry about not having your head farted on. You couldn't get to the level of detail. Right. So, again, maybe just hit your siblings more or or hire a babysitter to hit them for you. So they're on their toes for their own safety. They're not thinking about killing their siblings. Good Lord. You know, I don't know if this is the same person or not. Lay it out. I I was only going to read one of these, but I do. I do want an update. This is but this is like a different one about a sister, a little sister, but. Today, my little sister filled the huge house I spent over a week building in Minecraft with TNT. She then demanded I give her all the money in my wallet, or she'd blow it all up. She's now $86 richer, and my parents think it's too hilarious to give to make her give my money back. Okay, three things. One, definitely not the same kid, because... <laughs> definitely not, because the first kid is a devious, like, lit- legitimate serial killer in the making. Like, 100%. The second kid, I don't know if you've ever had the, I can't say pleasure, uh, <laughs> to play Minecraft with a small child. It's not a fun experience. Minecraft rules. I love that game. Literally, all kids want to do is fill everything with dynamite and blow it up. Well, but that's what I that's what I, I understand has happened here is that they were playing it and created an awesome place. And then they maybe forgot to lock their computer or log out from their their Minecraft or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this little sister was like, hey, I'm going to fill this shit with TNT and make $86. Yeah. No, like literally when I played with my nephew, I, I this very thing happened. Like I built like <laughs> I built like no joke uh, a statue of a a tall per- like human person. This took me 45 minutes. A person holding hands with like a child. So it was me and my nephew in Minecraft. I made, like, one blonde person, a brown-haired person. It was incredible. It was great. All he wanted to do was fill it all with TNT and blow it up. That was... Mm. I was like, I spent 45 minutes making art for you, you fucking asshole. And he was like, why did you draw me holding hands with Ron Perlman? I don't understand (laughs) blowing this up. I don't get it. But, so, to go back to the original kid, if this... In the the Minecraft world, what would happen? she She would ignore the Minecraft. So, this is, like, the mindset, rather than trying to kill the sister, frame it as a suicide, take over the boyfriend, emotionally comfort him until he, she's now his girlfriend. <laughs> she would just film 
like the older sister doing like sex stuff with the older with the <laughs> boyfriend and then like blackmail her for money. He's like, I'm gonna tell mom and dad that you've been fucking in this house unless you give me all the money in your wallet and then all the money in your wallet in perpetuity. <laughs> that would be the move. That's like just a a smart, like bargaining, like younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Not a murderous one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I had to give one piece of advice to this person with the uh, the murderous sister, it's you should probably either move away forever and don't tell anyone where you're going or kill your sister. I mean, that's that's obviously it's it's going to be a battle of two titans. Yeah. Um, and you might have to just kill her preeminently, like no warning, just full on strike. Just mm-hmm. you're dead. Um, but yeah, because like, you're you're you might be playing checkers, but she's playing chess. And, like, not to borrow a phrase from politics that, for some reason, journalists apply to, like, Mitch McConnell, for whatever reason. <laughs> this kid's playing 13-dimensional chess. Like, mm. she's thinking in, like, multiple parallel futures. Like, you know, she she knows every move you're going to make. Mm-hmm. And the only winning move is to kill your little sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one move she wouldn't expect. That's, a, that's probably unless, not true. Unless... Her whole plan is to come back as a ghost and haunt her forever. Or the whole plan is to get the sister, the older sister, to <gasps> freak out and threaten her and or try to kill her. And, and then, then catch they her red-handed her, in the act. Uh-huh. Right. They commit her to a mental hospital and then she comforts the boyfriend and marries him. Yeah. Oh, man. You didn't want that crazy. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Ooh. I, I think probably set up like a kill zone in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Home Alone style, expecting the older sister to come in and kill her. Yeah. Oop, caught you in the act. Oops, it's all on tape. You're going to jail forever. This is why you punch children before they're old enough to make detailed plans about murdering you and stealing your boyfriend. Yep. Early and often, that's what I say. Exactly. But, like, you don't do it as a parent. You got to pay someone from the outside. No, no, no. Like, you... if. You need to punch, yeah. No, you pay Kush to come in and punch your children. It's not abuse if I do it. <laughs> it's just an insurance policy for your other kid's safety. <laughs> exactly. You're there to protect the family, not an individual child. Are they haunted? Are they sociopathic? You know, you don't know what they're up to. Are they raptor aliens come back to eat your family? They're bad kids, Bront. Let a stranger punch them. <laughs> Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Yeah. I enjoyed this one. I had a great time. Well, Michael, uh, we're going to be back next week, uh, as will our uh, sister show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, uh, which in which Michael, our good friend Curtis, and I break down every episode of the hit show 24. We uh, just crossed the mid-season finale of season one. Oh, things are was a good one. Things are popping up off yes it's it's in great territory Uh, so give that a listen uh both of these shows are available on any podcast app of your choice from itunes to podcast addict to stitcher wherever you want and you can also follow along at goodbuddymedia.com slash blog sometimes i post blog posts sometimes i don't um (laughs) but michael how else can people keep up with us Hey, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at TILPcast. Um, and when you see me and Mike uh, post something or if you see uh, Trends in Low Places post something on Twitter or Facebook, please share it, comment, uh, favorite it, whatever you want to do. That is how you tell other people that we are cool and you should listen to us as well. Um, if anyone is asking for, uh, you know, some podcast recommendations, you know, a lot of people are going on road trips. It's the summer. 
You know, maybe mm-hmm. they're like, hey, I need something to kill 72 hours where I don't want to have to hang out with my family. I'd rather listen to good, good boys talk about poops and butts and stuff. Yeah. Tell them about us. Say, hey, Trends in Low Places is great. You should listen to it. It's got needles and dicks and exactly butts and all sort And like... Talking about punching kids for like five episodes in a row. Oh, that's the best. If you're if you don't want to hang out with your family, like it's nothing is better than hearing about people talking about punching kids. No oh, man, no, I can't read this. Oh, this is gross. Oh, what is it? Please tell it's, me. It's a shower thought. You want to close <laughs> okay. out the show with a shower thought? Yeah. All right. Uh, just so you know, the hashtag disgusting at the end of this tweet <laughs> is uh, misspelled. <laughs> this is from. Joe in action 101 on Twitter. Should I do it? Question mark. No, leave it alone. Yes. Evil laugh. Seconds later, the pus was dripping on her chin. Hashtag shower thoughts. Hashtag disgusting. Hashtag all women. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, it's been lovely talking to you today. I love you. I love you too, buddy. Toodles.